The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. Now, my next guest is an award-winning chef. He's a TV host and author. And his recent debut cookbook, Flavour, Everyday Food Made Exceptional, won the Cookbook of the Year Award at the On Post Irish Book Awards recently. He's also doing the Off-Duty Chef Christmas show next week for RT. Mark Moriarty, thank you very much for coming into studio today. Thank you for having me, Mandy. Now, Mark, you're a gift. Uh, a week out from Christmas, I'm going to be picking your brains all about what we're going to be doing and how we should be preparing now. But before I do that, I want to go back and talk about the cookbook. Congratulations on winning the award and your debut book. Is it difficult putting something like that together? Like, how do you decide these are the recipes I want? Um, it was slightly easier for me in that I kind of delayed doing a cookbook for a good few years and we had three or four seasons of the TV show built up. And the best thing about the TV show is the recipes go up on the RT website after the show goes out. So you know what? So you go, oh, do you know what? Uh, I'll ask the, the socials team, what are people actually looking up on the website? And you think they're going to be the, the chefy braised beef with blah, blah. It's not. It's scones. It's carbonara. It's how to cook a roast potato. It's the simple, simple stuff that people actually go and look up. So that informed a lot of the recipes that would have gone into the book. Because obviously you want to you want to showcase your food, you want to make it beautiful, but you also want it to be practical for people at home so that it will sell. Yeah. Well, no, I bought this book for a friend of mine who's now going to think I got it for free because I'm interviewing you. But I bought it for a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, I have to say now, I have to be honest, I watched your programme a couple of times, but I was quite surprised when I looked at the book because... It is. There's a lot of basic stuff in there. Do you think that we don't do basic stuff well or is that just what you're responding to from the social media side? Of well, stuff? there's that. The social piece and see what people look up. But I think a lot of the time it's like any business. Like if you don't have the foundations nailed down, then forget it. Like you can build a big fancy house and if if the cement isn't there underneath, it's going to fall over. Um, with the book, like this is going to be the first of hopefully a few. So it was like, okay, I want to have the basics range and I'm going to have it in everything. It's in all the TV shows, it's in the books. It's how to cook a chicken breast, how to make mashed potato, how to scramble eggs. Simple, simple stuff. It resonates with people because obviously I have a kind of a fine dining background and people will sometimes jump to conclusions about the type of food that I cook. Yeah. And immediately, and I uh, had, I have to be honest yeah. with you, because I thought because of the greenhouse and if we went through all the awards that you have and where you've cooked and everything, we'd be here till next Christmas. But, but that's not relevant to people at home. No, it isn't. And that's why I didn't think of buying the book for me. But when I got home, <laughs> so, and when you open up chapter one, it's the basics range and people go, immediately they go, no matter who they are, do you know what? This is relevant to me. And yeah. what I loved about the book in particular was everyone from yourself or my parents' friends loved it all the way up to kind of my industry colleagues who would have one and two Michelin stars would open the book and say, yeah, no, that's, it's all quality stuff. So it's kind of a fine line to thread to, to nail all parts of the industry, but I was pretty pleased with that. Now, you're up to lots of stuff at the minute and you've got this um, off-duty chef Christmas show coming up next mm. week. So, like, what are you going to be taking us through on that? I see you're writing in the Irish Times as well regularly now. Yep. So you did a big piece on it yesterday. What are you focusing on next week? The key to the off-duty chef Christmas special, which people really love, is the how to perfect. So last year we did roast potatoes, where we basically cooked them all in exactly the same way. We'd use five different varieties of potatoes to find out which was the best. This year we're doing gravy. We're keeping it really, really gravy, simple. Gravy, that's a difficult one to get right. People are always asking about gravy. and But what we've done is we've kept it really simple. So we get all the juices from the tray from our roast turkey. We have a little bit of onion and garlic in the base. But everything I always do is really, really simple. 
And what I do is the trick is you make like a little putty of flour. Go through it. Go through it with me now. Explain okay. it to me like I'm an alien. So you've got your turkey, which you've roast. So you get it. Chop up your couple of onions and a head of garlic. Put it in the tray. Put your whole turkey on top if you're cooking your whole turkey. Roast it off. About mm, two and a half to three hours, depending on the size of your turkey at 200 degrees. And then the resting is key. Always about an hour of resting. It won't go cold. It'll just relax a lot. Um, and what that does is as it rests, it releases all these juices into the bottom of the tray. So then I whip out the turkey, get rid of that, we'll deal with that later. And you have this basically beautiful broth and stock, but it's like water. Mm. So what you'll see in the show is we put it on the heat and we take a ladle full out at the very, very beginning and it's just, it's like broth. It's like watery soup. So it's no good, although the flavour is lovely. Then what I do is I create a paste, like a putty with flour, equal quantities of flour and butter. So in a restaurant kitchen, it's technically called a bourmanier. And I start adding a few spoonfuls of this into the gravy over the heat and I whisk it. And after one teaspoon of it going in, I take a ladle full out and you'll see it start to get thicker and thicker. It takes about three tablespoons of this bourmanier or this butter paste and you'll have beautifully thickened gravy. And then what I'll do is I'll keep going in the show. You'll see it on Thursday night and it becomes like wallpaper paste, which isn't that nice. And then the key is a little bit of lemon juice, touch of soy sauce from the store cupboard, which just gives that little bit of extra seasoning and you have... Perfect gravy, you've loads of it to absolutely drown that, um, that, that dinner in. Sounds gorgeous. We have a, a message in from one of our listeners, Mark Moriarty's tip about how to prepare and brine a turkey crown is fantastic and gives a quicker, more succulent roast than cooking the entire bird. Want to take us through that? Yeah, for me, it's the, uh, look, it's the time, the, this is the week of the celebrity chef. They're uh, on every radio station talking about Christmas. There's lots of ways you'll see to do the turkey. There's butters underneath skins. There's upside down. There's inside out. For me, it's very, very simple. Um, the butchers of Ireland will kill me like they did last year. You get your butcher to take off the legs and leave just the crown. And what you do is you brine the turkey. So it's basically a fancy word for putting it in a salt bath. So I mix about 300 grams of sea salt with three liters of cold water and just whisk it until the, the salt dissolved. Take your turkey crown. Put it in the bath of salt water. You don't need to put it in the fridge because there's so much salt in there. It won't do anything with the bacteria. And I leave it for about an hour and a half. Mm. Then I just take it out, um, pat it dry into the oven, roast it for, depending on the size of your crown, about an hour and 15 minutes, rest it for half an hour. And that is, for me, it's the only way to achieve really moist turkey breast because it's a notoriously dry, uninteresting, boring bird in my it opinion. Is. And I think that's what puts me off getting a crown of turkey. And I just give a shout out to our own butcher, Mr. Howley out there in Lusk. He's brilliant. But he's always saying that you don't need to get a whole turkey. You can just get the crown. But I think they're drier. So maybe I'll give that a And a while go. it's roasting for that hour and 15 minutes yeah. of your crown, you can, if you want the legs, you can get the legs and have them split. I don't even like the legs to eat. I just like looking at them. Is that but weird? Some, but some people love the, the legs, you see. And they're great then for the for the late night sandwiches. Yeah, they are. But you can put them on the same tray and they'll actually cook pretty much at the same time but it'll all happen in an hour and 15 minutes as opposed to this four hour thing of <laughs> and then you've nothing you can't get anything else in the oven. Yeah, and actually yeah, that's right, the four hour epic saga. So, timing, you said this is the week of the celebrity chef so there's a fine line between kind of preparation and panic. Mm. Like, so, what should we be doing a week out now? Like, is it necessary to do anything like or, you know, order stuff or should we, what should we be thinking? Uh, there's a couple or is it too early? No, there's a be? couple of tips. Like, this is where people freak out because they think they have to open a mission side restaurant in their home for 20 people yeah. one day of the year. You don't. Um, the key tips for me are, first of all, it's the shopping. So the shopping is probably the most stressful part for me. 
hate going to the, the supermarket. Hate it. Um, particularly this time of year. So get in, have a list, know exactly what you're going to get. Try go early in the morning, try go late at night. Late at night's actually very good because they restock for the next day. Um, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is don't buy too much food. This is like people, there's so much waste this time of year. So buy quality um, where you can and you don't need to absolutely fill the fridge because it doesn't get used. Tip number three is if you're in the shops, buy a couple of things that are going to make the wash up easier for you because I hate, hate washing. What, like these tinfoil tins and so, stuff? So a few tinfoil tins if you can and something as simple as baking parchment to line your trays with baking parchment. So if you make yeah. a gratin or whatever, you don't have this awful roasted tray that you're soaking until New Year's Day and depressed about. <laughs> and then the fourth tip for me is a little bit of pre-preparation now. Things like you can make, like I'll roast a chicken tonight if my parents coming up from Kerry for Christmas dinner tonight and I'm doing roast chicken and I'll make a bit of a gravy out of that, make extra and I'll just freeze it down in freezer bags. And then what I'll do is I'll just microwave it on Christmas Day and season it up. Um, things like if you make cranberry sauces, things like that, things that will, will hold, get them in now. Get your turkey three days before Christmas if you can. Uh, you can have your ham ready to go because ham is actually brined. It'll last longer in the fridge. And the last thing is seasoning is the difference between good and great food. So if you can do one thing this Christmas day, if you're making your gravy, add a touch of lemon juice, maybe a little bit of soy sauce to it. Mm. And that's the, it's the little touches like that that make good food great. I have three questions. And I'm sorry, they're flying in here now, so we could have had you on for an hour, but I want to just rattle through these. One is from Jay. Any ideas on a vegetarian Christmas main? The second is from Anna. Any quick tips on stuffing and Brussels sprouts? We could spend a whole night on stuffing, I expect. Yeah. And then finally, from Jerry in Lusk, is spife, spiced beef hard to cook? Uh, question one, vegetarian alternative. Um, when I'm cooking vegetarians at Christmas, I actually, the best thing about it is the sides. So I'll do the red cabbage, the roast potatoes, the Brussels sprouts. And they're absolutely delicious. But if you want a, a centerpiece, what I do is I get either um, a turnip swede or a celeriac. And what I do is I roast it for about three hours at 150 degrees in the oven, nice and slow the day before. And then I just fry it in a little bit of butter, finish it with some lemon zest and salt and have it almost like sliced turkey looking. It's absolutely delicious. Um, Brussels sprouts and stuffing. Stuffing you'll find... Um, either on the in the book or actually we did it last year in the Off-Duty Chef Christmas special. Basically, I make a spiced butter with all those kind of Christmas spices, mixed spice, nutmeg and bacon. I bring it all to the boil, a load of butter. I blend it in a Nutribullet and then I fold it through 50% oh, sausage nice. meat, 50% breadcrumbs into a tray, roast it off. Brussels sprouts. Uh, I recently put up a, a dish on my Instagram last week um, in my work with M&S where I did like a, a gratin of treats so uh, Brussels sprouts and Iberico ham fat which is rich but delicious and then if you're not into that um, the Christmas special on Thursday night I do sprouts in a cider mustard cream with a whole roast monkfish as an alternative to, to turkey but the sprouts are really good and the last one was spiced beef spiced beef is it hard to cook? Hard to cook. No, it's basically corned beef. It's a very uh, cork thing. I absolutely love it on Christmas Eve, particularly slicing sandwiches. Um, just buy it in the supermarket. And what I do is I wrap it in tinfoil and I cook it at 120 degrees for about three and a half hours in the oven as opposed to boiling it. And you get this beautiful succulent um, spice beef that you can... For me, it's actually better served cold. So I chill it down and then slice it and have it throughout the, the festive period. And you don't have to... Uh, 
wash up a pot. Wow, well that all sounds brilliant and I'm absolutely starving now. So thank you for all that. But I just want to mention again that the cookbook is called Flavour, Everyday Food Made Exceptional and it's a great stocking filler, very competitively priced. I could highly recommend it. He's also on um, RTE next week. The show is called Off Duty Chef Christmas. Uh, Mark Mariarty, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PwC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.